the path doesn't have to be straight. We have enough information that we can value courage. You're listening to the We Get Real AF podcast, exploring the future with trailblazing women and girls in emerging tech, XR, AI, and futurism. Science and technology are reshaping our world at lightning speed. Engage in conversations that'll spark your curiosity and challenge what you thought possible. Inventing tomorrow starts now. And here are your hosts, Vanessa Alava and Sue Robinson. Welcome, everyone, to the We Get Real AF podcast and our special career segment, Profesh Sesh. I'm Sue Robinson. And I'm Vanessa Alava. You asked and we listened. You wanted more support, more resources, and we are here with our talent specialist, Elisa Walters, every week covering all things career. That's right. I am so excited to be talking career development, growth, mentorship, all the good things. So let's dive in. Today, we're covering what you need to do in order to grow in this remote environment in your career, what you should be doing. Um, We talk a lot about career development here. This is what Professor is all about. And this is a really unique time that we're living through. Um, How do you continue to make those connections in virtual land on Zoom meetings? And what do you do if you're in a situation where maybe you were up for a promotion right before the pandemic hit and potentially you were promised uh, a bump in pay or bonuses that never really happened because, you know, companies were trying to keep people in, in the roles that they had and didn't want to downsize, understandably. So what are the next steps? Elisa, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, well, I think what we're all seeing is there's no shortage of jobs. And we keep hearing that it's very much a candidate's market where the world essentially is their oyster in many ways. Um, And I think that it's really important to recognize that we're all dealing with this burnout, Zoom fatigue, if you will, um, of being in that little square box. And how do you When you're feeling the Zoom fatigue and you're feeling very isolated because you're in this remote environment. And I want to preface this by saying a lot of people thrive. I worked for a woman who was the head of my my team who had been remote for 10 years and had consistently been able to grow her career um, in a fully remote capacity. So it's really how you manage your own time. Um, you really have to prioritize and practice time management. We're all kind of <laughs> burned out from all of them. It really is important to maintain virtual meetings. If you're gunning for a promotion and you potentially that went on the back burner because of the pandemic, you have to speak up. You have to ask for what you want. And having those virtual meetings, having those uh, one-on-ones with your direct boss. If there's somebody else that oversees your team that you might be a skip level to, find time to have that one-on-one. So many of people that have been in a leadership to me in my professional career have always offered that up. If they offer it up, take advantage of being able to have those conversations with somebody who may be your boss's boss and so that they they know you they get to see what you're doing and get a sense of projects that you're working on and and that could lead to you taking on some additional responsibilities which i encourage if you have the time and the bandwidth if you are trying to grow and you are trying to expand within your current role 
take on those additional responsibilities, raise your hand, but obviously within reason and what you can handle, as long as it's not going to impact your ability to do your job, um, it's not going to impact your mental health, your physical health, take on those additional responsibilities. And I, I think that it's really important that you acquire new skills during this time. LinkedIn, again, we talk so much about LinkedIn. I, LinkedIn, we're here. There are so many courses that they offer for free that you can upskill yourself. Add those different types of certifications that you complete, whether it's LinkedIn or somewhere else, add those things to your resume, add those things to your LinkedIn profile. Your personal brand, when you are trying to advance in a remote environment, you really want to reflect on that. And there's a whole podcast that we've done, a whole episode of the Profesh Sesh that we talk about personal branding. So I encourage you to listen to it. But you want to look at your own personal brand, make sure your resume is up to date, your LinkedIn profile is up to date, that it includes the skills and the certi- certifications that you're receiving. And then I think ultimately, you use the network that you already have. The contacts that you have, if you're looking potentially for a a growth opportunity outside of your current role, you start to put those feelers out there. You buy somebody that virtual coffee and you start reaching out to new people. For every 20 people that you might reach out to, somebody's going to say yes. It does take some skill. It does take some work. But if it's something that's important to you, you have to make the time to do it. That's all such great advice, Elisa. And, um, you know, it is looking like for many of us, we'll continue to be working in a virtual first environment for some time to come. So I just wanted to sort of underscore what you said about not just thinking about career advancement from a upward mobility standpoint, but also from a opportunity to, to move maybe laterally to your point, learning new skills, maybe even taking a step back and thinking about maybe is this the time where I want to make a career change? I think we have to kind of think creatively about career advancement and see that even with all the challenges that a virtual first environment presents, there's also opportunities to think differently and maybe try something completely new. Definitely. And I'm thinking of this from just the perspective of keeping in touch with people that you really otherwise wouldn't be able to, um, let's say they're not in your organization and you're not having these regular Zoom meetings or FaceTime with them. Um, And obviously, you know, the world is starting to open up again and certain people feel comfortable meeting in person, but others still don't. Don't be shy, like reach out and just say, hey, it's been a long time just checking in. How are you? How's life? How's work? It's very interesting what you hear from people when you do that. And it can feel out of the norm, especially for someone who's more of an introvert, but kind of take that, like that luxury of having a screen between you as like that icebreaker, like, Hey, I'm not going up to them and asking them. I'm literally just sending a message saying it's been a long time. Wasn't it a crazy year? Like, what are you up to? You know, and you could learn, hey, they've moved on. They're going to be a digital nomad for the next year. They're going to start their own business. Hey, that's us, you know? So reach out. People really appreciate that. And that's keeping your network warm. That way, you know, when things do ramp up for real, it's not starting cold again because you don't want that. And it's nice. It's nice to check in, right? It's, It's the human thing to do. You just made me think of something, Vanessa, my eldest daughter, she's been in the travel industry and she's now really interested in archaeology and uh, going on a dig and kind of making this big career pivot. And so she's reached out to some um, archaeology professors who have been really receptive and, you know, just people that she's met virtually 
so kind of take advantage of that too, like making new connections now, because I feel like people, we're all thinking a little bit differently mm -hmm. as a result yes. of this, this weird time that we've been. So kind of lean into that and make new connections too. Yeah. The human connection and the making new connections is so important. And you could reach out to somebody and, and, and have a conversation and do a check-in and this other person, you don't know what that person might, that person might be so grateful for the fact that you've reached out and had that, that connection, because perhaps they were thinking of doing the same. It's, it's alleviating some of the isolation. A lot of people feel in this environment. And also you never know what those conversations could lead to. There's opportunity. That's how partnerships form. And, and you just having initial conversations and talking things out, you just never know where it's going to lead. And I think that, you know, some people might ask, well, hey, I am an introvert and I, I do want to make a career pivot. What, how do I, in this virtual environment, put myself out there to make those connections? And obviously we've mentioned a few of reaching out to people within your own network. We've, we have a whole episode on, on LinkedIn and how you reach out to people on LinkedIn. But if there's a certain industry, if there's a certain type of role, reach out to people who are doing that job in the companies that you want to work for and just see if they have some time to connect that you're building your network and you love to, to connect for a couple of minutes if they have the time and if they're open to it. The other thing is, you know, with the upskilling, right? Getting involved in virtual courses and uh, roundtable conversations. And Clubhouse is a great resource for that where you can be involved in something. And it's important that mm -hmm. you are listening and maybe you're going to reach out to somebody afterwards and, and maybe have a sideline conversation. And, and that's a way to build the network, but also speak up in those things and have a seat at that table and bring your voice and, and your ideas and your perspective. Um, because I think that that also can um, help create a new network that you necessarily didn't know it existed. Um, so I think it's really important that in this time of virtual and remote where people may not still feel comfortable getting together for a coffee or a hike or a walk or whatever it might be, really utilize the resources out there that can help facilitate that virtual networking environment and attend those virtual happy hours. I know a lot of companies, they've invested a lot of resources into their employee engagement experiences. Um, and my current company, for instance, during the holidays, they do uh, cookie baking and candle making and trivia and pumpkin painting. And it's a way to bring people together. Yes, it's all on Zoom, but it's an opportunity to see faces that you may not see. And that could also contribute to an opportunity to network. So Keep your eyes and ears open, raise your hand, speak up, ask for what you need and practice time management. I love that, Lisa, great suggestions um, and advice. These are all great ways to keep your social skills up, your social professional skills up as much as fun as it can be for some people. It's still work. And just working on that, how you present yourself, how you interact with someone, it's good to practice. We've touched obviously on, on just keeping your, your network alive and nurturing those relationships. Kind of going back into like career advancement, let's kind of dig in there. The pandemic hit, who knows what was happening right before then? You could have just had your review, glowing review. You're about to get this like great promotion within the next few months, you know, maybe an increase in pay, maybe a bonus and then COVID. Um, 
most companies probably held back on doing a lot of those things just so they could keep the business running. And because we didn't know what COVID was going to do, we still don't know what COVID is going to do, but still. So let's talk about that. How long do you give a company grace and time and space to make make good on those promises that were made before this really big life event for everyone? Um, and when do you think that it's time to start looking elsewhere? Or to just even ask the question and say, okay, you know, mm-hmm. is, is, has everything changed? Because you deserve to know that if it has, and it may have in some cases. And then, and also let's be mindful as, as graceful as we're being, companies also got some really nice packages from the government to compensate for what happened. Okay. So let's just keep that in our brains too, that a lot of companies maybe even made a little money off of that situation. So I, I digress, but let's talk about this. <laughs> conversations. If, if you're not having those conversations now, you need to, we're not sure what, what's going to happen with the Delta variant and whatever new variants um, come up with COVID. But what we all do know is that many of us had to transition into this remote environment and the work was, we were expected to still do the work. And I love, Vanessa, before we started recording, you brought up, um, you know, how long do you stay, you know, this, this idea of being grateful that you have a job and not wanting to seem selfish and, you know, this whole thing. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, you are still providing that service to that company. You are still working those hours. You are still busting your butt. And maybe even more so because of this, the transition that had happened from being in the office to a remote environment and having to or, and, and I just want to cut in here just a second, or needing, feeling yes. that you need to prove that it's okay that you're working remote, even though we're, st- we're, we're all in it, right? But like maybe even working more st- to show, hey, I, I am, I'm worthy of this pay, right? Yep. That doesn't make you any less worthy for that promotion and that increase. And what do I keep hearing? And, and as a recruiter, I'm guilty of saying it myself, but it's the truth is that companies are in growth mode. They are hiring. They are ramping up. And to go back to the first thing I said in this conversation, it is a candidate's market. And you, if you aren't being undervalued and that promotion isn't coming into play and you're not seeing that increase in pay, then I think you really need to have that serious um, discussion with yourself about what your long-term career vision is, map that out. And if that's not going to be in your current company, then you need to start looking elsewhere and have that conversation with your manager. You know, hey, several months ago, we had talked about a potential promotion. Um, we had talked about a potential increase in, in responsibilities. I want to revisit that conversation and see if that still exists and what steps do, should I be taking and what is the next steps in making this happen and come prepared with your progress, with your data and reiterate those conversations. And if somebody says, unfortunately, we can't do that right now, that really is your cue. And you you find that you can be appreciated elsewhere. I agree with that. And I think too, the companies that aren't going to value their employees didn't just happen because of the pandemic, right? Like you probably had some warning signs beforehand that your career wasn't going to advance and you probably had an inkling and, and certainly if nothing's been raised about uh, promotion and our career advancement by now, I mean, if we're really talking pre and post pandemic, there's been plenty of time for everybody to get their ducks in a row. So just be mindful of that, that 
the company that wasn't going to appreciate you before isn't going to appreciate you now. That hasn't really changed. And there are a lot of opportunities out there. I just want to add to that, that don't let a company or an employer use the pandemic as a crutch because I've personally even heard commentary of at least this person was able to keep their job in the middle of the pandemic. And how dare they even mention X, Y, and Z in the middle of a pandemic? Almost like, again, setting themselves up as the superior in the situation that they are giving you money. Forget the work you're doing and contributing and all the ideas you're bringing to the table or what have you. Don't ever let an employer make you feel that way. And if they are, again, red flag, exit signs, you know, flashing before your eyes, it's time to start putting things into motion. And again, I'm the first one to say it's scary. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like the last thing you want to do looking for a job stinks. It just stinks. Everything about it is like moving to a different location because you are, you're moving your professional career to a different location and looking for that and preparing for that. It's work. Um, however, for your own mental health, for your own sanity, for your own self-worth, if you're getting those red flags and those warning signals, just pay attention and listen. Staying in a dead end job is not a better option. Uh, that is work also. Yeah. So yeah, don't do it. I follow Mel Robbins on Instagram and I don't know if it was her, Brene Brown posted something recently that said, you know, um, gratitude has in a sense become toxic, right? Because mm. you're expected to be grateful, but being grateful doesn't mean that you don't deserve these other things and you can't have these other things. You can yes. be grateful that you still have this job, but you can still want to have that promotion. You still deserve to have that promotion. And um, you're talking to a yogi here who is all about gratitude. And that really stuck with me and, and really uh, struck a, a chord inside me because it is something to remember. It, it is a balance right? But I think it's really important that if a company also isn't doing their due diligence that they've promised you a promotion and knowing what everybody has gone through over the last year and a half, and they're not making that happen, and they're not advocating for you, again, self-reflection and map out what that looks like for you going forward. I think we're seeing the mass resignation, right? Yes, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And I love that. I love that. That hits home. And I think even regionally, right? Like, you know, and we're in North Carolina, we're like on the cusp of like the South and then like kind of creeping up into, into the Northeast a little bit. But I think depending on where you are, people expect different things of you and gratitude that word gratitude means different things to different people. And especially I think in the South, they hold on to that. And they, to your point, it's almost become toxic where it's like, how dare that person? That's not respectful. They're asking for this now. I mean, and I, I felt the shift. I've, I felt that type of shift as much as like there have been so many wonderful things that have come from our move from the West Coast. There's definitely been things that have given me pause like, oh, wow, this is landing very differently than it would in New York or in Los Angeles. And it's not me being aggressive. It's me being assertive and asking for what I want, but it's being met with a lot of resistance and almost like, how dare her, you know? And I, it's just, it's very interesting that you mentioned that and it struck a chord with me when you mentioned it. So thank you for putting it out there. 
And I think there's a difference between gratitude and self-deprecation. You know, I, I think it's a very healthy thing to go through life being grateful for opportunities and being open to welcoming more opportunities and bigger opportunities. And part mm -hmm. of gratitude is valuing yourself and being grateful yes. for the gifts that you bring to the table as well. So all those things, pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, just in general, for the rest of your career, I think it's important to, to keep that in mind. You don't want to stay in a dead-end job. You don't want to stay in a company that doesn't hold to its promises, recognizing that things change. Yeah, but there's always a way to, to keep and to value people in an organization if you're the kind of organization that values those people and, and you'll find a way to do it. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid to keep your options open and, and to value yourself as well as the opportunities that you have currently and the ones that lay ahead of you. Absolutely. You know, one point that I thought of was um, this a particular leader of mine that I, I, I do reference a lot on this podcast because she's been such a a mentor to me. And she has set the bar as to what um, a really good leader looks like. And I know that she recently transitioned to a new company that their mission is all about helping upskill employees. And so what they do is they go into these different companies like Target and Walmart, and you may have seen a lot of this in the news is them providing educational opportunities for their frontline workers, mm -hmm. um, free education to be able to help them step into management and, and more leadership and, and be able to get more skills that can help them lead to other opportunities. I think in, in a professional setting and looking into what kind of resources your current organization may offer as well as a, as a way to potentially upskill yourself. While you may not ever be able to utilize that in your current company, it could potentially help you, especially from a financial standpoint, um, help upskill you for that next step and what's part of that bigger career vision of, you, of yours. Mm -hmm. And again, I think regardless of the reason behind a company, if, it, if the company's not going to value you and reward you, whether it's because they don't want to or they don't have the resources, it's not a great place for you exactly. to stay either way. So thanks, Elisa. Awesome Thank advice you. as always. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of We Get Real AF. We're excited to bring you the voices of amazing women and girls who are shaping the future for good. Please help us spread the WeGraph mission of supporting women and girls in emerging tech and science. Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Our handle is at WeGetRealAF. And visit our website at www.WeGetRealAF.com. Don't forget to like, comment, and to subscribe to the podcast. We also want to give a big shout out and thanks to Sam McLean for providing sound production for the show. You can find Sam on Instagram at McLean Sounds, that's M-C-L-E-A-N-S-O-U-N-D-S, and to our voiceover artist, Veronica Horta, for her show introduction. You can find Veronica on LinkedIn by searching for Veronica Horta, H-O-R-T-A. We'll meet you back here next time for another great conversation about high tech with cool women. 